Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. The February job numbers have been released, showing that jobs are still a resilient factor of our economy right now. So, what did the report say? How does the report connect with other recent comments and financial issues? Everything from Federal Reserve, debt ceiling, and beyond. Most of all, what are the numbers? Mean for you. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, when we're trying to think again beyond just the numbers and the headlines, we always turn to Jeff Cox, of course, economics editor for CNBC. And uh, Jeff, uh, I think to the surprise of many, the payroll rose to 311,000 in February, more than expected, uh, showing some pretty solid growth there. As you look first at the top line numbers, what do you see? Well, you see, as you said, it's still a pretty resilient jobs market. Um, we saw a uh, nice, uh, was well above the $225,000 uh, street estimate for uh, what, you know, what we were expecting. The unemployment rate did tick higher to 3.6%, but it basically went up for the right reasons, as we saw labor force participation increase to its highest level since March 2020 which was a pleasant uh, pleasant thing to see. And then on top of that, we had a 4.6% year-over-year increase in average hourly earnings, which was slightly less than what the street had been anticipating. And in the current climate, that's considered good news because we've all w- worried about what's happening as far as the inflation picture goes. And this indicates that at least in terms of the um, you know wage uh, price spiral type of thing, that that has abated a little bit anyway, even though the 4.6% is actually higher than it was last month. So, um, you know, in the totality of it, we still see a, um, you know, the, the, the strongest part of the economy continues to be the labor market. Companies are still out there hiring. We did see some weaknesses in some of the um, more uh, cyclical sectors, but uh, the leisure and hospitality has always been, you know, kind of the, um, the, the, you know, the, the touchstone of of the market has been, uh, you know, continued to be strong. Retail was strong. Government hiring helped push uh, helped push that number a little bit higher as well. Um, the uh, household survey was a little bit less, uh, uh, was, 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 you know, a little bit less optimistic, but uh, but still pretty good numbers and um, you know not indicative that we are barreling towards a recession yet. Anyway. Yeah, and so as you dig into some of those uh, numbers, when I hit uh, a couple of those uh, components, one of the areas that you noted. Uh, was that the information-related jobs actually declined uh, a bit. Give us Mm -hmm. a sense of of what that means and uh, anything we can glean from that. 
Well, we've seen the big headlines. You know, of course, we've we've seen a lot of those big high flying tech companies that you know, all the way from Facebook to Spotify, and uh, I, yeah, I guess we're supposed to say Meta these days. But you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they 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 have you know they overhired during the pandemic. We know that they were they they just kind of thought that the uh, that, you know the, the the growth economy could not be stopped and it's slowing down considerably. Also, we saw transportation and warehousing jobs down twenty two thousand for the month. And of course, you're talking about companies like Amazon and those kind of things that are starting to retrench as far as their hiring goes. Um, we go back now to more of a services related economy instead of a goods-related economy. So you're seeing a lot of the, the transition there. Um, I think that this sort of goes with that narrative of a bit of a rolling recession type of economy where we're mm-hmm. going to see um, you know, peaks and valleys depending on which sector you're in. And, and, of course, the big news of the day, the manifestation of a lot of the things that you and I have talked about, Boyd, was the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. And um, you know that, that is pretty much everything negative that's happening in the economy could pretty much be encapsulated with what happened to, uh, to, to SVP. SBB today. Yeah, so interesting. And uh, I love the way you described it as kind of a, a rolling recession. Uh, many people have said, hey, you know, it looks, it looks great at 30,000 feet. Uh, you get underneath it and there's there are some soft spots. There are some really rock hard, strong spots as well. Uh, as you see that roll out, what do you anticipate uh, over the next few months? Well, I think a lot of it's going to depend on, um, you know, where monetary policy heads here. The market really got a, a, a real jolt this week from Fed Chairman uh, Jay Powell, who appeared before Congress and talked about the the likelihood of higher rates and higher rates for longer and perhaps more aggressive rate hikes. So that shook the market up a little bit. So we're going to be watching that um, market pricing kind of all over the place in terms of what they're expecting from the Fed. It's shifted back to a quarter point hike for the March meeting after, after going to a half a point earlier this week um atlanta fed gdp now tracker which kind of the rolling rolling tracker of you know, where we expect gdp to be for the first quarter is now at 2.6 percent for the first quarter so that's pretty good mm. two years ago americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport there's desperation and anguish more than eighty thousand afghans have since arrived in america but this story is still unfolding I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, and so as, as you look at that uh, moving forward, obviously the, uh, the the Fed move there, if it is another uh, 0.25 as opposed to a, a half a point, uh, I think that's a, an interesting thing that we'll be watching in the weeks ahead. Uh, boil this all down in terms of uh, around the kitchen table. What How's this going to impact families around the country? Well, if rates keep going up, it's going to make debt costs all across the board. It's going to make cost of living con- continue to, um, you know, we're, we're going to keep getting pinched like that until, of course, uh, inflation comes down. I know you like to you know, say, you know, what are we looking at next? And of course, the, we have three big data points coming up over the next week. We're going to get a look at uh, consumer price index. That's Tuesday. We'll get a uh, look at the um, producer price index a day later. And we're also going to get a look at retail sales numbers next week. I think those will be sort of the uh, the tiebreaker 
for the Fed in terms of whether we're going to go 25 or 50 when the when the Fed meets on March 21st and 22nd. Um, I, 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 these numbers are going to start getting weird because of compositional effects and year-over-year comparisons. As we all remember, energy prices started shooting higher right around this time last year after Russia invaded Ukraine. So it's going to distort that picture. It's going to make energy prices look like they're falling, that they've fallen precipitously when, in fact, we know, you know the energy is still pretty expensive out there. But so numbers are going to get a little weird. I think the Fed's going to look through a lot of the noise and really see what the longer-term trend is. You know, they've come up with this idea of super core inflation. Right. Now that now we're not just talking about ex-food and energy. We're actually talking about, we're going to pretty, now we're talking about ex-housing. So pretty much we're just going to throw everything out and, um, you know, just, just, focus on, you know, maybe the cost of eggs or something like that is the, in terms of, you know, how we're going to measure inflation. I, I, I don't know. It's very difficult. And I think the Fed's kind of between six and sevens here and trying to figure it all out themselves. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to convince my wife that, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to a super core, you know, index when it comes to my eating so I can take out all the vegetables, all the broccoli, all the, all the stuff. And oh, there you go. Strictly there donuts. And- <laughs> Bean potatoes. That's it. There we go. That's all we need. Uh, uh, so it will be really interesting next week looking at uh, at the CPI and the PPI, I think, in terms of those those costs, well, in, ter- in terms of the cost. But uh, I'm really interested in the in the producer price, uh, especially as it relates to mm-hmm. these small to medium sized businesses uh, that I think are really sure. feeling it uh, the most. What are, what are you seeing in that se- sector? Well, I, you know, that continues to be elevated. The uh, the PPI has has been coming in a little bit over the um, over the past couple of months, um, but it's still fairly elevated. I mean, we saw a pretty uh, aggressive move higher in in January, uh, 0.7%. I think we were in goods prices, especially 1.2%. And of course, you know, that, those are prices at the wholesale level. Those are the uh, final demand goods. These are, you know, the, 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 these are what, as you say, the small businesses are paying for, for goods that are in the pipeline. So, uh, very important. I think that um, from the the market standpoint, looking at you know, some type of relief there, but I don't know how how pronounced that is going to be. Um, it, it, it's uh, it, it, it's very very tricky at this point. And um, again, making policy around this isn't going to be all that easy. I think the consensus right now, from what I'm seeing is we're looking at a 0.3% increase in the PPI, which would be, of course, quite a bit of uh, relief uh, you know, from from the, uh, the previous month accord of rising four-tenths of a percent. Um, those retail sales numbers are coming out the same day as the PPI, so that'll be interesting, mm-hmm. and we're expecting a decline of 0.4% on the uh, on, on, on the retail sales numbers. It looks like the uh, CPI numbers we're looking at uh, – Looking for half a point higher on the headline and uh, four tenths of a point higher core, six point one percent on the headline year over year, and five point five percent on the uh, on on the core. So, not a tremendous amount of movement there, but I think for the Fed, it's going to be anything hot there will push them towards that uh, fifty basis point rate hike, and that's going to be. Um, that's going to be a jolt for the for markets for sure. Yeah. Well, we will continue to keep our eye on that. To Jeff Cox, economics editor for CNBC, always helps us make sense of the dollars and cents of all of these numbers. And Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure, boy. Have a great weekend. All right. Take care. All the best. 
All right. Again, uh, Jeff Cox from CNBC and uh, always helps us as we look at these numbers. And uh, it's one of those interesting things. I love the way he framed it in terms of this rolling recession uh, that from 35,000 feet, it often looks good. It's strong. Obviously, the the jobs report uh, was a pleasant surprise to many. Uh, but there are soft pockets underneath that uh, that uh, are kind of just this rolling recession as opposed to everything bottoming out all at once. And that's an interesting thing to watch. And it will be an interesting thing to see how that plays out. Most important, it'll be crucial to see what it means for the kitchen table and for American families. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.